The following is an important podcast message from a bit of a nonprofit leadership guru. This message is for board members, prospective board members, executive directors, chairs of nominations committees, and anyone involved in working to identify terrific board members for nonprofit organizations. No one told me I had to fundraise. I don't even know where to begin to dissect that statement. What it means, what it implies, what it says about how we think about fundraising, how we think about the role of a board member more broadly, and the funding model for our sector. Well, let me take that back. I don't know exactly where to begin, but on today's episode, I'm just going to begin. It's time to talk about what this really means when a board member says it, what a board member intends for it to mean when it's spoken aloud, and how the hell we got here. The statement drives me nuts on every level. And executive directors, by the way, if you think this is all about board members afraid to ask for money and that you don't have a role to play in how often this phrase is used, please know that today you are not off the hook either. We've got to get this fundraising thing right. And by the end of this podcast, every listener is going to have language to use so that everyone is on the same page about the responsibility. And more importantly, it is language that should energize folks about being actively involved in fueling the important work of the organization they care so deeply about. I promise. Greetings and welcome to Nonprofits Are Messy. I'm your host, Joan Gary, founder of the Nonprofit Leadership Lab, where we help smaller nonprofits to thrive. I'm also a strategic advisor for executive directors and boards of larger nonprofits. I'm a frequent keynote speaker, a blogger, and an author on all things leadership and management. You can learn more at joangary.com. I'm a woman with a mission to fuel the leadership of the nonprofit sector. My goal with each episode is to dig deep into an issue I know that nonprofit leaders are grappling with by finding just the right person to offer you advice and insights. Today, it turns out that the right person is me. No one told me I had to fundraise. Okay, first, let's ask this question and let's be honest. Could it be true that someone went in through an interview process to be a board member and no one on the board told them they had to fundraise? We all know the answer, don't we? It's short. Starts with a Y and ends with a yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. How can this be? What are the reasons a person would get through an interview and vetting process and never hear about fundraising? There's three and a half. Number one, the nominations committee had a single charge, put butts in seats. The nominations committee has to fill X number of seats by Y date. All right. So where's the incentive to share anything with a prospective board member? that might cause them to say no. There isn't an incentive. The incentive is to sell the prospect on board service by telling them things that will make them happy and not things that might make them uncomfortable. The second reason may be because there was no process at all. A total lack of intentionality. Oh, what about Tamara? She'd be great, wouldn't she? For whatever reason, we think she would be great. 
And she doesn't actually go through an interview process at all. So it could be true that no one told her she had to fundraise because no one told her much of anything at all. Number three is kind of a variation on number one. We do not want to hear no because we're putting butts in seats, right? The candidate wasn't told explicitly, but somewhere in all the materials that they got, buried in there somewhere, was something about a fundraising obligation. The half reason, I said three and a half, is the people who were told (laughs) said no. And if they did, you didn't want them on your board anyway. There's an underlying problem here that I just want to call out is who gets put on the nominations committee. Who is typically put in charge of nominations? Your most enthusiastic board members are always put on the development committee. People with specific skills in finance are put on the finance committee, right? And then there's this nominations committee, and you don't want your best fundraisers or your most your biggest champions anywhere but development. And so the people on nominations, maybe they're really good at process, right? They're task-oriented, but they tend to be the most queasy about the fundraising responsibility themselves. So you're charged with putting butts in seats, and you yourself are uncomfortable about fundraising. That's the person you want interviewing candidates, huh? (sighs) Right? I've heard a million stories about what prospects are told. Quite often they're told that it's a very easy gig. It's really not a hard gig. Staff is really good at fundraising. You won't have to worry about that very much. Right? All of this is to get a yes and to avoid a no because there's a butts in seat target. This is not what people should be told, not during the interview process, not during their board service. They shouldn't be told the job is easy, A, because it's not, and B, because people who want to be board members, if they were looking for easy, they'd stay home and binge watch something on Netflix. They're looking for an important role. So stay with me. I promise I'm going to give you some language. Okay, so now let's say that the candidate actually is telling the truth. They didn't know. We've talked about how that might be true. Let's just continue. How could someone not just know? (sighs) These are important jobs. People raise their hands for them. More often than not, these are people, as I said, who are accustomed to being successful and want to be successful on behalf of their organizations. You can Google right now the top 10 responsibilities of a nonprofit board member. You'll see it right there. Every board member has a responsibility to help grow the financial resources of the organization. Here's my two cents. The nonprofit sector does a really poor job marketing the role of a board member as important. If I was applying for an important job, I'd get really familiar with the responsibility. Often the list doesn't use the word fundraising. It uses the word grow financial resources. And I guess it can be a kind of a code you can gloss over. 
not exactly sure how, but clearly it does happen. And then we have this other thing. People think the idea of asking for money is terrifying. It's not my word. That's the word I hear. I'll be working with a board and I'll ask people with put on an index card a word that comes to mind when they think about asking people for money. I write a word down, we shuffle up the cards, and I just read them one by one. And I don't have to plant this word on a card because it always shows up. Terrifying. 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 <laughs> Me, Sully Sullenberger, landing a 727 in the Hudson River and being on that plane, that qualifies as terrifying. Asking somebody to contribute money to a cause they care deeply about, not terrifying. It's an invitation, a lovely invitation that the person you're asking can either accept or reject. It's an invitation. So if we want to get this right, and oh, holy smokes, do we want to get this right? Three things have to change. Your nominations committee, your vetting process, and your development committee. Let's take them one at a time. Your nominations committee must be populated with enthusiastic ambassadors for your organization, the kind of board members who will stop and talk to supermarket cashiers about the organization. Because as I said before, those are not the people you typically select to put on the nominations committee. You put a generalist on the nominations committee, somebody who can hit a target. We need four new board members by September 1st. Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. But here's what happens, okay? You are recruiting cheerleaders, ambassadors, cheerleaders, and your efforts are being led by someone who's task-oriented and actually kind of hates cheerleading. Now, build your board right, and you're going to have an overabundance of cheerleaders, and this problem will diminish. But this is a root cause for what we've got going on. You don't want the board member to say no. You got a nominations committee chair who might be queasy about fundraising. And there's more of a focus on how many seats they need to fill by a certain time than there is about curating just the right group of team members. Secondly, your interviewing and vetting process needs to become more robust. More people need to be involved. Intentional questions need to be asked and not just softball questions. We need to get at the heart of whether or not this person is going to come with passion for this organization because that passion will drive them to be ambassadors, will drive them to want to ask people to come closer, will want, will lead them to want to invite people to know and do more for your organization. So if you're interviewing somebody and that person says, when you ask, why would you like to be on this board? And they say something like, I really want to give back. Keep pushing. They could join 10 different boards and give that same answer. They have to give a unique, specific example why this board and not another board. You have to feel the energy 
they would bring to your board table. There's almost nothing more important than that. So you got to think differently about how to constitute your nominations committee. You've got to create an intentional recruiting process. And third is your development committee has to start thinking differently about how they engage with board members around fundraising. The development committee is not, I repeat, your development committee is not providing oversight to the development team. That's the job of the executive director. The development committee should be an entity that provides peer accountability to board members to give them what they need and to hold them accountable to their fundraising obligations. Maybe that means resources on how to look at their contacts. Maybe it means practicing their elevator pitches and storytelling practice at board meetings so that people can get really super comfortable with how to be a good ambassador. What tools does the board need to be really good at being public ambassadors? Is the board being fueled an appropriate amount of current stories of impact that they can share on social media or with their network of contacts? This is the role a development committee plays, making sure that the board has what it needs to be successful in fundraising and holding them accountable to that obligation. I know that's a different way of thinking for many people, but so critical. Okay, now it's time for that language that I promised you. It's actually not just language, it's actually a draft script you can use. And what this is, I want you to pretend that I'm the nominations chair and that I'm interviewing a prospective board candidate. Try this on, see what you think. So I'm Joan and I'm the chair of the nominations committee for our organization. And thank you so much for your interest in serving. I know that you received the PDF that outlines the basic responsibilities of board service, but I want to offer some color commentary that I think will be helpful in determining if board service is a good fit for you and vice versa. Our board is a cohesive group of diverse folks who are deeply passionate about the mission of this organization. We could have chosen other nonprofits, but this is the one that spoke to us. Yes. We absolutely provide financial and strategic oversight to the organization, but we see our most important job as public ambassadors for the work. That our job is to build an army of folks who know about our work because more and more people who share a sense of purpose about this organization gives us reach, gives us visibility, gives us power. We are in the business of inviting people to be connected. We are in the business of connect. What do I mean by connected? Could that be as an ambassador? I chat up a possible new intern or staff member, volunteer or donor, someone who needs our services and is unaware that we exist. That's what we do here on the board. We are champions and ambassadors, spreading the important word about this important work and inviting them to come closer. Like I said, we're in the invitation business. And we are looking for folks who care as deeply as we do, who will enthusiastically share stories, data points to folks in their networks, and invite folks to know and do more. So you might be asking, are we asking board members to ask people for money? My answer is yes 
and. So we are a part of a group that sees that as part of this larger charge of inviting folks to know and do more, we need to grow the financial resources of this organization. Our staff does a great job of training and educating us on how to be first-rate storytellers about the organization, how to share our work on social media platforms, and how to work rooms. Fundraising is a journey for us, some of us more comfortable than others, and we work with each other and with the staff to build and exercise this muscle. One of the things that helps me is knowing that it feels great to people when they give money to causes they care about. One of the things that helps me is knowing that my job is to ask, their job is to decide. That once I've asked, my job is done. The victory is in the ask. I can't control what they say, but I can control the invitation to join me. One of the things that helps me is knowing that donors are offered a sense of meaning and purpose. And all of us on this board have learned that our love for this organization needs to be greater than our fear of asking folks to contribute time or treasure. Script is now over. Okay, so what do you think? I wrote it, so of course I like it. (laughs) What I tried to do was be authentic and transparent. Framing board service exactly the way it should be, ambassadorship. Framing being on a board as part of being a cohesive group, a group of people excited to invite people to know and do more. It also says quite clearly that fundraising is a journey, that honestly few folks can just jump right in and ask for money. My script tells me that as a prospect, I'll have support and training to be a great ambassador and storyteller, building my confidence in being an organizational leader. The more confident, the more tools I have to talk about the organization, fueled by the fierce passion you unearthed in me during my interview, well, that passion will enable me to do some things I might see as hard. And this is an important job. They told me that. And building resources for our organization to continue to grow and serve more, advocate more, and innovate, count me in. I hope you found this helpful. Thanks, and I'll see you next time. The Nonprofit Leadership Lab is led by Joan Gary and is the world's best online community for leaders of small nonprofits. Learn how to raise more money, build the board of your dreams, grow a large audience of supporters, and so much more. To learn more and request an invitation to become a member, please go to nonprofitleadershiplab.com slash podcast. That's nonprofitleadershiplab.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. I hope you found the conversation valuable as you navigate the messy world of nonprofits. Check out all my other resources at joangary.com. Hope you find them helpful too. Lastly, thank you for the work you do to repair the world in ways large and small. I'll see you next time.